morning. It's Erev Shabbos. What a week we've had. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored this month by AHC Appliances in Cedarhurst. Thank you to our friends Sandy and Jay Tao for being our sponsors this month. And we're going to have Sandy in towards the end of the show to talk to us. I've got some very exciting guests. I've got David Wallace from Israel. It's coming very, cutting it very close to Shabbos for him, but he is the owner of Eddie's Travels, and he's going to be talking to us in a couple of minutes. I've got cookbook author Leah Shapira who will be coming on, talking about her new Pesach cookbook, Pesach Made Easy. I have it already. Love, love, love it. So we're going to talk to her. And then Sandy Tao from AHC Appliances, who will talk about freezers and her voucher program that she's been working with with Achieze. So we've got a really great show. So let's do a little bit of catch-up, rewind from this week. Purim was amazing, um, very busy day. We had a great time. Uh, we were coming, planning on coming to Manhattan for the Suda, and our friends called us an hour before this, that you know, we were supposed to arrive that she actually gave birth to a baby boy. So a big muzzle to the Gans and Rothman families on the Lower East Side for the birth of the baby boy. We're very excited that we get to come back in 13 years for a Purim bar mitzvah. So that's very exciting for them. So um, I had a great time on Purim, just, you know, a bit low key this year, very quiet. It was a Sunday. It wasn't as harried as it normally is. I think maybe my husband was around to help with that, delivering some of the kids, Shalach Manas. They have a rule. We have a rule in our house. You only get to deliver three because otherwise you could spend all day driving around. So um, I had mentioned the last couple of weeks that there was a homentashen eating competition, which was actually put out by El Al, Israel's airline. And I spoke, we spoke last week to Cheryl Stein from, she's the PR person at uh, El Al, and, and she filled us in about how many homentashen, how many people were going to be competing, who was allowed to compete, and she explained to us what a professional eater is. So I just thought I should report back to all our listeners who was the winner and how many they ate. So um, she told me that there were a, a couple hundred people there, which was really nice. Uh, hopefully some of our viewers got to go too. They had a five-minute eating competition. Jamie the Bear McDonald, that's his name, he is a professional competitive eater. Okay, I thought I was a competitive eater, but no, I am not. So Jamie the Bear McDonald's wowed his fans as he beat last year's world record, consuming this year 48 homentashen. Okay, he ate 48 homentashen in five minutes. Hope he had some milk to wash that down with. Nathaniel Siev took place among the 20 amateur contestants. There are 20 amateurs uh, also competing, and he devoured 34 and a half homentashen. And Dimitri, the Ukraine-trained shoe pack, I guess they give themselves names like uh, boxers, um, so he ate 33, and they each also won a round-trip ticket to Israel. Lucky people. All you have to do is eat 48 homotashin, and you too can go to <laughs> Israel for free. Um, and the third and fourth places runners-up, uh, Kevin Sloan and Jake Zach both got $500 vouchers towards their ne- next flight to Israel for eating 24 homotashin. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Even two or three homotashin is enough for me. Uh, they had theirs filled with jam, and they uh, had a great time, and they had a really great turnout. So uh, it was nice to hear some reports back from um, from the LL uh, PR office. So thank you so much 
for sharing that with us. So this is Naomi Nachman. This is Table for Two. Uh, we are on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I have my first guest on the phone all the way from Israel. I think he's in Modi'in, Erev Shabbos. David Wallace, are you there? I am, Naomi. Hi. Nice to speak to you. How are you? Good. It's been very long time. It has. Is that what they refer to when they say a blast from the past? A blast from the past. Let's say it with an, like, the Americans say a blast from the past. But yes. Yeah, but a... we, we Aussies can stick together oh. and we can, and, and, and I, I know that the Americans love our accent. So oh. why don't we enjoy ourselves this morning? Why do you blast think? Blast from the past. Blast from the past. And why do you think I have a radio show? Because I have an accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen your, you guys in a long time. Your dad actually sang Under My Chuppah way back when, almost this year will be my 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, my God. So, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So That's we really go back and, we go and even further. I was, I was actually on the phone, uh, Facebooking message with Racheli Hirsch. There you go. Shout out to you, Racheli. Yeah. So yep. we were catching Another up a little friend. bit. Yeah, yeah, catching up a little bit. I had Mush on the radio the other week, and he spoke he to told us. me. I yeah. saw him the next day in Jerusalem. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because we were talking. Bumping about... him in the street. Yeah, it's, you bump into everyone in Israel, no matter where you are. Exactly. We were talking exactly. about Senem Mishlach Manot Chaylim, and we're really pushing people to do that um, on yep. our on our show here. But you are here today to talk about something very exciting that you do. I'm totally jealous of what you do. This is such a cool thing. So tell us um, the name of your company and and what exactly is going on now for Pesach and what you have during the year. Sure. So um, we we made Aliyah to Israel five years ago and we. Purchased, we bought the company called Eddie's Travel, known as Eddie's Kosher Travel, okay. which is an established business, been around for nearly over 25 years. Okay. Like last year was its 25th anniversary. And its specialty is exactly that, kosher travel. Mm. Um, its, its flagship travel product is the Israel Pesach programs, okay. of which this year we run four hotels. Well, you have four hotels. You know, Four I, hotels. that is unbelievable. You must be like having your head spinning. We, we, we sleep about six hours a night. You know, I'm <laughs> a, a Pesach, of... that's crazy. I'm a Pesach chef. I'm also sleeping about three or four hours a night just getting ready, you know, cooking already for my customers for Pesach. So I can only imagine what you've got going on. Totally, totally. Where are these Non-stop. hotels? We've got one up north um, at the on the lake in Tiberias called the Leonardo Plaza. Okay. We have a second one in the forest in the Galil called Hacienda, okay. Hacienda Forest View it's called. Third one is on the beach in Natanya, the oh. newest hotel there, Ramada, one of the Ramada chains. And the fourth one is in the holy city, Jerusalem, the David Citadel Hotel, opposite the old city. So something for everybody, that's the idea. Oh my and gosh. also different budgets, different styles, different programs at each one. Oh, fantastic. And uh, all the, is the entire Hotel Koshala Pesach for Eddie's Travel? Like is, sure. So if sure, anyone sure. wants to go to the Citadel, it's sold out to Eddie's Travel. Or you have pretty much so. Pretty much so. Although I believe there there is another group there from from the states. Oh, okay. But on the whole, on the whole, we're running a beautiful program there. In fact, my brother, remember my brother, yeah, Shimon? Yeah, Shimon, sure, little one. He he lives in Berlin these days. He's a Chazan in Berlin. Oh, fantastic! And wow. unbeknown to me, he was contracted by the David Citadel to be the Chazan, and. In passing, because they didn't work out the, the name, even though Wallace, Wallace, David, Shimon 
but they, he called himself David Wallace, as in the Hebrew version of it, because he was dealing with them in Hebrew. And they never put Wallace and Wallace together. And in a meeting, I turned around and asked them, who's, who's running the communal state? And they go to me, have you heard of a Chazan, famous Chazan, Shimon, Wall- Shimon Wallace? I go, hello, he's my brother. <laughs> that and they is all hilarious. Fell off Unbelievable. True story. Such a small world. That's so cute that your brother's good. Is he, is he married? He lives over in Berlin? Yeah, lives uh, over in, his, in, uh, in Berlin. He's working for Chabad there of Berlin. He's married. And, uh, yeah. Very nice. I remember him as a little guy with glasses, you know, last time I That's saw him. That's him. Still is. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> got a beard these days, though. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, you know, I'm very excited that I'm going to be joining David's um, Tiveria Hotel for the yes. Shabbat of Chalamoid. I'm very excited because... After cooking in New York for four weeks or five weeks for Pesach, and then when I get you to Israel, break, Naomi, hey? when I when I get to Israel, I'm making Pesach in my friend's house in Hashmonaim. So I'm going to have a little holiday at uh, at your hotel. So let's talk about besides just Pesach programs. We're going to come back to other programs that you've got for Pesach, um, at like you know uh, the children's programs and the tools that you do. Just quickly touch on what other tools you have during the year. Sure. So we have a range of spring tours to places like Tuscany, Amalfi Coast, Provence, uh, Spain, Andalusia, Spain and, and Italy. Um, then we have a bit later through the summer, we have Morocco, Russia, uh, Galapagos Islands, even Australia, New Zealand. Well, do you go so, on these tours? Do you go on each tour? I, I can't go on every single one, and um, I, I, there are some places I actually haven't been, believe it or not. Wow. But, I would uh, make sure I would go on every every tour, just to make sure everything's <laughs> running smoothly. You and Hannah can go away every week. Eventually every we will. <laughs> eventually we will. In fact, our next our next uh, target is to get to somewhere like Japan. We really want to do that tour. But um, India as well we do. The idea behind the tours is that for people like us who, who need kosher, and especially we need Shabbos and that, that sort of a religious environment right. uh, in countries where we would not manage on our own, where there's a cultural gap, where we don't speak the language, where we wouldn't know how to navigate ourselves around and, you know, you'd really be lost. That's the niche and they are the target areas that we run land tours. Obviously, we don't run a land tour to New York or London or Paris because at the end of the day, one can manage there with Shabbat and Kashrut. It's the places that are the, off the beaten track for us Jews. Right. Right, I was, uh, Tzvi and I went to uh, Italy uh, about a year and a half ago, and we had no problem in, Ven- in, in uh, Venice and in Rome. You know, sure. there was tons of kosher food. We had Shabbat in, in, in Venice with uh, at the Chabad, gum gum. Loved it. One of the best, <laughs> besides being romantic, one of the best, most beautiful places outside of Israel in the world. It was outstanding. Amazing. So, you know, I love to travel. Like, this this kind of thing, like, really, it's very exciting to hear that you have such options. You know, I don't think sure. they've always had this when we were growing up. I don't Not know. at all. Not at all. Hey, I, I, I heard of, of some Pesach program down in the Sydney mountains. Some fellow yeah, by the name the Sydney of mountains. Yeah. My dad, my dad ran a Pesach hotel in Sydney for 28 years. Exactly. 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 So that was definitely. Still doing it? No, he sold it about three, two. I think this is his second year not doing it, or third year, third wow. year not doing. It. He sold it to Benny Jacobs. We should actually get right. him on the phone to talk about Sydney's. Uh, I don't know. I think they've even changed venues. Yeah, um, I think there's one in uh, in the Blue Mountains actually. The, oh, they used to be in the Blue Mountains, and then they went to Jamboree, and now I don't know where yeah. they are anymore. Wow. Well, your dad was always an inspiration to me. Oh. Uh, because at the end of the day. 
you know, I was a kid growing up in Melbourne and I always knew of Max Steen, of, of uh, Jack Steen's Pesach in Sydney and Mendel Kluvgunt's uh, Why, Pesach Melbourne? in Melbourne. Mer- in Maryland. But the reality is, the truth is, I had a great uncle. Um, I still have him, actually, but he's out of the business. He used to run a Pesach hotel on the strip in Miami Beach. And when I was 18, I was learning in yeshiva in Baltimore, I went for Pesach to his hotel. And for me, that's when the penny dropped. And I said, one day, that's what I want to do. Right. Because I saw it, I saw it at a five-star level, unlike anything ever seen before in Australia right. and, and in our community. Right, right. It's, it's, you know, American hotels are on a different level, you know. Totally. Then, then I'm not sure about Israel because I have not spent, I have not spent, uh, you know, Pesach at a hotel in Israel yet, but I'm looking forward only a few weeks ago. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely the New Yorkers are obsessed with food. Let's now go back a little bit to, to Pesach. New Yorkers are obsessed with food. Do you have like the Viennese tables at, at your hotel that New Yorkers oh. so much love? <laughs> Put it this way. It's, um, I'm trying to be politically correct. Okay, now. no problem. Shall I? Put it this way. Some people say it's a little bit over the top <laughs> and it's not necessary, but we do certainly have a full day around the clock, 11 to 11 snack room. We bring out a dairy buffet in the afternoon, oh um, but we don't have, you know, midnight hamburger, beef burgers and, right. and, so and I, barbecue. I, I agree. I think that's gluttonous. I was actually gluttonous, at a Shavuos so. hotel a couple of years ago. It was a couple. It was more like the year 2001. We went to yeah. a uh, one of these hotels for Shavuos. And and I never in my life saw such a thing. We'd eaten at when we finished eating dinner, and in May was in May, ten o'clock at night we finished eating dinner in in the dining room, and then at midnight they bring out tables and tables of burgers and and no. and hot dogs it, and French fries it, look, and desserts. <laughs> I've always I've always joked and we always tell our guests that we won't charge you overweight when you leave. But at the same time, you know, there's plenty of food to go around. And, and what we try and do is also strike a balance at our hotels. It's not just all about the food. Yes. Food is very important. Of course. But it's not because... all about the food. You know, we try and uh, so make talk... it also spiritually uplifting and mentally stimulating. And, and then, of course, gastronomically Delightful. But... Oh, absolutely. And, and tell me, um, you've got programs for the kids? Sure. We, what we do is, uh, at all our hotels, for the last couple of months, we've been getting applications from kids. Probably many of your listeners have uh, children or, or young, young men and women studying for the year in Israel. Yeah, I have a daughter there. My daughter's in, in seminary. Really? Well, there you go. At one of the seminaries or one of the yeshivot. And for the, those who are not going back home for, the, for Pesach, we get an email. We'll be getting literally hundreds of emails from and the word spread that we employ. But we employ 16 kids across four hotels, four, four okay. madrachim at each hotel. And we put them up for the week, and they run programs for teenagers, for kids, for youngsters, for all the ages. And it's a really it's fantastic win-win because we get excellent staff, and they get a Pesach on the house for, for the, in, in lieu of their work. Okay, that's great, especially kids that are not, you know, don't have their parents coming. My daughter's very lucky. She knows and that she appreciates it. But I know there are lots of kids that are looking for places to go. So that's really nice. You're, you're doing them a favor and that you're, they're doing you a favor. So that works out very nicely. Um, exactly. Okay, so you have a, you know, I, I have uh, Jay Booksbaum on every couple of months. He's the head of uh, Royal Wines and Chief Wine Education Officer 
Um, he's executive director also for, for Kedem as well. And he always talks to us about wines. Do you have a large wine selection or do people bring their own? Sure. What we have inclusive in our price is is basic wines and, and grape juices throughout the week. And then we have a, a wine menu for general table wines, uh, white wines, red wines, and people select and can charge it to their rooms. And, of course, we have all the all the Israeli classic dry wines and the, the reds and the whites, and uh, it creates a, a nice option for people who, who want that for their Pesach uh, meals. Right, so you have definitely an option for everyone. Now, I believe you're having my friend guest star at your hotel, Jamie Geller. Jamie, the one and only, yeah. The one and only, big uh, How small world is that? I didn't even know that, you know... Didn't yeah, put yeah. the two of you together, we, but you're in the same field, and I'm sure you come across each other a lot. A lot, a lot. She's amazing. She's definitely an inspiration to me. She's going to be hopefully on the show in a couple of weeks if I can pin her down because she's probably the busiest mother that I know. <laughs> I, I, could help you, I could help you get her on the line if you like. I'm <laughs> yeah. talking to her daily, but I'll tell you how, how I even got to her. Okay. I, frankly, I never heard of Jamie Geller up until she made Aliyah a few months ago. The Joy of Aliyah. She has a website, The Joy of Aliyah. Yeah, and when she arrived here, she was front-page headline in the Jerusalem Post. This celebrity (laughs) arriving, young girl, successful, really amazing at what she does. And I said to myself, i got to get to know this person because I like successful people and I like to see what she does. And moreover, our target audience is very similar. Kosher market, worldwide, Anglo. So it just all came together. We sat down and the synergy was just there. And the next thing you have it. She is guest celebrity at our Pesach Hotel in Tiberias. She'll be running workshops. She'll be um, giving her talk entitled From HBO to Aliyah. HBO, and, I love it. Um, <laughs> she'll be there to mix and mingle and, and maybe she'll even have a break from a busy schedule. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope she does. Can I know she has a bunch of kids there, so I hope she gets a break as well. I know I'm going to be looking forward to my break. Um, I don't know if Hannah is around, your lovely wife. Um, to talk yep, about very right quickly, here. we've got to sum up in a minute, um, sure. but uh, talk about the food that we can expect and, you know, just quickly while I have you on still, David, we want to make sure that there's rooms still. Do we, do we have rooms at your Tiveria Hotel? Because I know Look, Jamie has lots of fans. It's almost just under, just over three weeks before Pesach and uh, we have very, very few rooms left at all four hotels, but if people are quick, last minute, last Opportunity to join us, koshertravelers.com. Okay, yeah, give us and, the website. Uh, Say that again. David at Eddie's Travel, by all means. David and at Eddie's Travel. And they heard us on your show, Naomi, and I'll be sure to look after them. Okay, thank you. So everyone heard that. If you're going to Israel, you still have your plans up in the air. You're thinking even about going to Israel. Please be in touch with David. He will take care of you, and you'll have an incredible time. And Hana, his wife, is going to quickly talk to us about the food, because that's what all right. I'm about. I'm a food show. So let's... Throw out us some dishes that we can expect to see. I'll put it on now, okay. and I look forward to seeing you soon, Naomi. Likewise. You. See you soon. Mahitra Hi, Naomi. Nice Hi. to hear a fellow Aussie I accent. I know, I know. And we're on the radio in New York. Aussies take over the world. Well, let's talk kosher food. Okay. What's the Pesach Hotel for the Jewish people without lots of delicious, fresh food? Okay, and we have lots of salads. I know that we go to Israel and we talk about salatim, and salatim are very popular here in the States. I make a lot of salatim every Friday night. Do we have salatim for matzah to schmear? And salads, fresh salads, fresh vegetables. I hear some kids, Erev Shabbos, in the background. Hi, guys. <laughs> Say hello. Hi. Hello. 
So we, we definitely have lots of variety of fresh salads, fresh desserts. They cut fresh Israeli salad on the spot with the omelette stations in the morning. Lots of different cheeses. Um, every dinner there's a different carved meat, always delicious, like whole turkeys, crispy chickens, corned beef. We even have Pesach Tikka Shwama, minus the pizza and the hummus. <laughs> Lots of barbecues. Our chefs prepare a delicious chocolate mozzarella cake that's absolutely to die for. I'm telling you, my mouth is watering. My mouth is watering. I'm starving. You better start dieting now, Naomi, because I, I, you don't know what a food I actually did. For. I said, I'm not going to eat any carbs or sugars till I get to Israel. That's about three weeks. I've been really good so far. I lasted a whole day so far. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and we do a beautiful dessert buffet with chocolate fountains and all sorts of... Basically, people say they cannot believe it's Pesach. Everything is there except for hummus, tahina and rice. Uh, <laughs> it's funny how some of our guests comment, oh, it's a good thing they don't weigh us, they just weigh the bags at the airport. That's funny. Are you Gabrachs? Are you a Gabrachs hotel? So our hotels, all three are non-Gabrachs. The Citadel has... So all three are Gabrocks. The Citadel is non-Gabrocks. But there's plenty of options for people who are non-Gabrocks. There's lots of things when the chefs and the mashkichim are very, very amenable for anyone who wants to observe non-Gabrocks. Okay, very nice. Wow, that's very exciting. I am very much looking forward to my, my time with you guys. Um, and I hope that all the listeners, if you haven't made your plans, this is the hotel. These are the standout hotels in Israel. So if you're going to Israel, if you already live in Israel and you haven't got your plans are up in the air and you're not sure what to do, please contact David Wallace at david at eddiestravel.com. Did I get that right? That's david at eddiestravel.com. Beautiful. And the website is koshertravelers.com with one L, unlike us Aussies. Shabbat shalom to you, Naomi. We Thank look you forward. to you guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know it's Shabbos any minute now. Take care. Shabbat shalom to the listeners. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. So we're going to try and get on the phone. Leia Shapira. She's, uh, going, she's actually trying to, we're trying to reach her right now as we speak. She is a cookbook author. She's actually got one of my favorite cookbooks. I, I have all of Jamie Geller's. Of course, I have my dear friend Susie Fishbein. I have all her books. I have them, you know, on my shelf. But when I saw Leia Shapira's Fresh and kosher, I fell in love again with, with cookbooks. You know, we've got so many cookbooks. The market has definitely got a lot of stuff going on um, now for uh, for uh, kosher cookbooks. You know, I haven't written one because I feel like there's so many great ones out there, and this is it. It's called Fresh and Kosher. Okay, so we're just trying to get Leia on the phone because she's not only got Fresh and Kosher now, she's got a book called Pesach Made Easy. She's done it with Victoria Dweck. Now, we're going to talk to Leia about what Victoria's role is. I, I think they co-wrote the book together. Have we got Leia on the phone? Leia? Leia, yes. hi. Oh, hi, Naomi. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'm sorry we had a little bit of a delay this morning because we had to get the call in from Israel because it's Erev Shabbos there. So we, we, needed, ah, to, we okay. needed to finish up. I, I had told Leia that, you know, the time and then we kind of, you know, we're having a good flow with uh, David and Hannah Wallace from Israel. So, I, you know, it took a few extra minutes. So uh, I'm glad I got you on now. All right. Wonderful. I'm really excited to be on. Okay. So let's talk about I was just telling the viewers about Fresh and Kosher and how much I love it and is like my become my go-to book, cookbook in my kitchen for weekday meals, for Shabbos meals, because you've got some really exotic things in there. 
you up the ante a little bit. You know, they're easy to make. It's easy to read the cookbook. And now that you've you've done that, you've gone into something for Pesach. Right. So the Pesach is a little different than my Fresh and Easy. Uh, okay. First of all, it's a, it's a cheaper book. I, I A lot of people complained, actually, that really? you know, they have to go out and spend 30-something dollars. It's like they have to think about it. So I, I really I spoke to the publisher, and we came up with a way of how to make it a little more affordable. Right. And it's actually it's nice because, we, you know, we're going to store it away till next Pesach, cause it, so it shouldn't get chomet stick. So we store it away, and it's like a little bit smaller than a hard book. Right, but it still has full-color photos, yeah. which I love. I know I can't cook with recipes without photos. I'm sure other people are the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm so. with you on that. I'm with you on that. And you know what I love? And I was talking, uh, you know, to to a friend who's very also into the in into food and wine, and that you have a picture of wine that matches up to you know complements the meal. Right. So we did about ten wine pairings. You know, uh, I, you know, it, things that matter really, like meat. So we picked one dessert like a chocolate, which, and then in the beginning we introduced it a little more so you don't have to stick to those. You get a little bit of a, you know, you get a little bit of educated what you can match to what. Okay, so I saw you had some absolutely incredible recipes in there. I'm just going to take a quick station break. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. I have Leia Shapira. We are on the Nachum Siegel Network, and our show is sponsored by AHC Appliances. Um, we have Leia with us, and we are just talking about her fabulous new cookbook called Pesach Made Easy. She did it with Victoria Dweck, I believe, right? Right. She is your co-author? She's my co-author, and we actually come from two very different backgrounds, which I think makes for a great book. What do you mean by uh, different Vic- backgrounds? What does that mean? Right. Victoria is Syrian, so she actually on, 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 on Pesach doesn't have – she can eat rice, and she has, you know, she kidneys, and she, you know, they um, – I think she gets sugar snack peas and, you know, and then my family, I'm come more like a Hungarian background and uh, pretty much we eat a lot of potatoes. Right. So uh, <laughs> we thought that we come from two totally different places that we'll be able to get somewhere merged in the middle and the book does not have any kidneys and um, there is mostly non-gabrucks. There's okay. only four recipes that are gabrucks. Wow. So there's another 50-something that are not gabrucks. And um, our main idea is that we love food and we love great food. You're speaking to the and, right um, person here. Right. And we don't and we're not looking to make, you know, recipes that are complicated or recipes that make you go out and buy lots of strange ingredients. Really right. all the ingredients are basic pantry ingredients and especially on Pesach I think it's the biggest thing. You know, you don't really want to go out and buy an ingredient that you're gonna use for one recipe and then never use it again. Right. I've actually got I found some like really weird ingredient that cardamom seed. I never used cardamom seed. I must have used it one time for recipe six years ago, and it's been sitting in the back of my, my, thing, my cabinet ever since. And, you know, that's what we don't want. Right. And that's really, I, I, I really can't stand that. You know, you open up your fridge and you have like 40 bottles of sauces, and you're like, all right, I use one for each time. One tablespoon you know? one for one, for one, from one jar, and it's stuck in the fridge. Yeah. Right. So we use a lot of like very basic pantry ingredients, and from those basic ingredients, we really made amazing, amazing food, and I, I you saw the cookbook, right? Yeah, and I love it, and I love, you know, I emailed you, you know, as soon as I got it, you had sent it to me, how witty it is. It's actually really funny, the introduction with it, have like a comic strip between you right, and well, Victoria, we, conversation in, in like bubbles. 
was right. gorgeous. Well, you know, we wanted, we wanted to give a feeling that we have so much fun in the kitchen. And, you know, we, we when we were creating the recipes, we were talking all day on the phone. And we said, you know, why not put that in the book? Let's get everybody the feeling that they're cooking with us. And that's what I got. I really got that feeling. It sounds really strange. I feel like me, you, and Victoria were having a conversation while I was lying Shabbos Friday night reading the book. I felt like we were talking to each other. Right. So, uh, you know, and you, I, I'm sure you read that in the book that we've been cooking this food, uh, oh, yeah. you know, this for a couple of months already. Um, most of the time, our family did not even know that they were eating Pesach food. I'm laughing um, because my family eats a lot of Pesach food all year because I'm always prepping new recipes for my uh, customers that I cook for. Uh, do you tell your family that they're eating Pesach food? No. They would have no clue. Right, so I actually made a so, but it's a bit of a problem. I'll tell you why. I made biscottis, and the biscottis taste absolutely delicious. They taste like all year round. And um, one of my neighbors came by, and I said, "Oh, by the way, you know, do you want to taste one of my Pesach biscottis?" And she said, "I have to make a shahakal on it." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right. My family has been eating it and making mazonas all week long." Ha 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 ha! That's very funny. You have to really rethink that whole, you know, when you use matzah meal or not. <clears throat> No, it does not use matzo meal, and it, it has a little bit of potato starch, but mainly ground almonds, which I feel gives it a much better flavor and a texture. And, right, and consistency, absolutely. I, I saw what, because every recipe has a beautiful picture, we'll talk about your food photographer in a minute because that was stunning. You see so many cookbooks out there, great recipes, but the photography is not always so good. But you had an amazing photographer. I love that bagel with the locks and cream cheese. Right, yeah. Well, I think the photographer really enjoyed eating that. And I was like, are you sure you want to eat a bagel now that, like, tastes up big? And, and, uh, he, and he really enjoyed it. Was he surprised? Was he Jewish? Did, like, did he know? Uh, they're, they're Jewish. It's a, I have a photographer in the stars. They're Jewish. They're actually in Israel. So we shot in Israel. I was in Israel for a couple of days. Nice. Yeah, we shot from the morning to the night, one after the other. Um, so, actually, anybody, any listeners that want to buy it for... For readers in Israel, all the recipes were cooked in Israel. Oh, very also, nice. So I know that they really work well in everywhere. And um, yeah, what's your favorite it, recipe? What's your favorite recipe from that book? Well, I know. Uh, let me think about my favorite. Oh, I know which my favorite recipe. But I'll t- my favorite recipe, I think, is the zucchini uh, with the potato chips with the lemon like mayo dipping sauce. Oh yeah, that was nice. So Fun and we had I made it a couple of times. I made it one night for dinner. My brother came over with his family, and I had like a, it was a dairy dinner, and everybody loved that. Everybody polished that off. I know one thing that I cannot make this pizza. My kids have banned it. Um, I made the pecan pie maybe about seventeen times. I wanted to know if you are a perfectionist. I wanted to know if it works with oil. If you don't want to use margarine, I, I was trying out like. What happens if you can't find pecans and you want to use walnuts? So I tried 17 versions of it. By the end of the 17th version, my daughter was like, I'm not sure if this is Pesach or not, but I never want to see a pecan pie again in my life. I love it. I love it. I'm giving a little clap. That's hilarious. But, yeah, but you know what happened? I was like a little worried about the recipe because I said, maybe, you know, everybody's, I don't know if everybody's tired of eating it or they just don't like it anymore. So I called up Victoria. I said, Victoria, do me a favor. Make it. And Victoria did it that Friday. She took it to her parents Friday night. She brought it out after the meal. Her entire family polished it off. And at the end of the meal, she was like, oh, I forgot to say, by the way, that's a Pesach recipe. You like it? Okay, good, good. So that that actually made it into the book. So that's great. Yes, it did. Okay, lovely. 
Well, now, what does Victoria do during the year? I, I used to, like, does she used to work for Joy of Kosher? Now she's working with you. Right, so Victoria and Ami. So Victoria's made, right, Victoria's the editor in um, Whisk Magazine, which is a food pullout in Ami Magazine. Right, I, I've been featured in there. If you have a copy from two years ago on Pesach, I've got a, recipe, a bunch of recipes. Right, and I, I work with her. I have a column in that magazine. And um, we what we love doing in that magazine is really talking about food, and the same way, like, the book is very interactive, our, our column is the same way, and um, we love to feature everybody, like, we featured you and anybody that, you know, any food writer or anything interesting about food, we try to feature in that magazine. That's and um, yeah. that's, that's why I think we have such a, we, we really think we understand what people want to cook and what they're looking to cook, because we've been doing this for so long already. How long, we how got, long have you know, been doing this? Now, I've been doing it since 2002. Wow, it's a long time. And you have, a, a, you know, being a food writer, you're a blogger and you have a website. How many people have you uh, hit on your site every week? Do you know? Well, so my site is called Kokosha. Yeah. So Kokosha.com is, is sort of my hobby. Um, back <laughs> in 2004, I used to go visit food sites, and I was like, oh, there's no, there's no place where we, like Jewish women, can sit and talk about. Like if I wanted to post on a forum – on, a, you know, Recipes are or, you know, one of these sites, all recipes. I was like, I was saying, okay, I'm making the Sheva Brachos and I'm trying to describe what I'm doing. And I was like, oh, we just need a place where Jewish women can talk and understand each other about right. food. And there's been an explosion of that in the last couple of years. Right. Well, let's look, you see, I, I actually bought my domain in 2004. Oh, wow. So um, it took me a lot of years to get the site on just because it's, you know, sites take time, and they right. they also they, they take a lot of time in your day to to you know to keep it up. Right, I know. I've got so. a website, theaussiegourmet.com, and and it you know it's so much work. I don't get to as much as I should because between the radio and cooking for clients and doing cooking demonstrations and you know writing right. food articles, it's you know for the newspaper, it's hard to make time for to keep up the websites. Right, especially when a website is something that you do for more like you do it for yourself or you do it as a hobby, you know. But it's fun, and there's so many great ones out there, and yours is, like, amazing, amazing. I, I think you have, like, on Facebook, thousands of followers, right? Yeah, we have about 30,000 followers, and they're great followers. Really. I've got 700. I thought I was big league. Oh, my God, 30,000. Okay, awesome. Uh, you know you know why? Mine's more like a community more. It's yeah, more yeah, like absolutely. Anybody can post their recipes. Anybody can, you know, right. ask any question they want, so it's not just about my recipe. Right, right. Yeah, mine is more, you know, small time I, you know I don't have time to maintain it keep it so big but it's really I know it's a wonderful website now, can we just go to fresh and kosher how many books of those have you sold fresh and, fresh and easy fresh and easy did I call it fresh and kosher right. I'm sorry fresh and fresh easy, and easy. Cooking, so that's close enough okay okay I don't know it's so funny it's it's blue jacket I love 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 it it's on my shelf as I said before it's one of my go-to books your pepper steak is unreal that is like my favorite and one of the the chicken with a coconut. What's that called? The Thai chicken? The Thai chicken, yeah. That's one love of my favorite Love it because I love stuff. coconut. Um, how many yeah. books have you sold? So we're actually in our third printing, and we're up to 20-something thousand. I, I don't remember last. But um, what was fun about the book is that, you know, I, I showed it first to our 12, and they're like, you know, everyone in the office says they want to make every recipe. So they're like, oh, so I was like, okay, that's a great sign. And really, we sold about 10,000 copies within the first two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I was one of them, and I really pushed that book because it's absolutely fabulous, and it's easy, and it's clear to read. And once again, your photos are gorgeous. Where did you take those photos? Those photos actually took in my house in New York. Um, no way. 
Really? It was done slower over a long time. Yeah. All the recipes, like, are cooked in my kitchen. So if not my kitchen, there was a kitchen in Israel. But there, there, there's no fake photography. There's no fake, you know. Um, they're getting the lighting and the close-ups just right. They really know what they're doing. Yeah. And I usually, I, you know, for, for the first book, I styled it all myself. And the second one, because we were doing it in a shorter time, um, we, had, we had someone to help us with that also. Okay, very nice, very nice. Well, I hope everyone's going to run out and buy the book. It's available. You know, we've got three weeks till Pesach. Um, just, I noted one amazing-looking recipe. I have not made it yet, um, the brisket egg rolls. That just looked amazing, stunning to okay, eat. <laughs> right, and that's actually a takeoff my flank and egg rolls in, in such an easy. Okay, I yeah. Some people love that. I was like, okay, we must make a Pesach version. Flanken is a little more expensive than brisket, but if you do use flanken, if you you know you could use, you can definitely use flanken in the in the brisket egg rolls also, and um, those, those really are delicious. Yeah, I cannot. I'm I'm definitely going to try that. I'm going to be taking your book. Yeah, I'm going to Israel for Pesach. I'm very lucky. My daughter's in seminary. All right, so you know all the recipes work in Israel. Also. Yeah, so I know that they're going because you know different countries have different uh, you know. Uh, Ways of recipes turning out. The water's a little different. Ovens are a little bit different. So uh, I'm glad to know that, you know, everything will be working out just great for us in Israel. Right. And, you know, actually those egg rolls you can actually freeze and then just fry them fresh. Oh, good. Okay. So we talk a lot about freezing tips. So um, give me two recipes that will, from the top of your head, if you can, that would freeze really well. So all the, all the roasts freeze really well. Yeah. The meat, the veal, the veal freezes really fabulous. And, you know, I, what I even like about freezing meats is that then it's just softer because you're cooking it for longer time. Right, right. But we don't want to over-dry our roast. I, I talk about that a lot, how I like our family likes our meat rare, and when you rewarm it, it has to be slow and gentle. Right, yeah. No, I'm, t- I'm talking about if it has a sauce, then it's usually fine. It's one yeah. of those long cooking roasts to begin with. Not when you're searing like a London broil. Right. I don't like London broil, for, uh, you know. Frozen, um, no. Frozen. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Thank you, Leia, so much. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, you, it was great. Any, any last shout-outs you want to give to a recipe or any, any last thoughts? Well, I, just my philosophy, I think, is just cooking. That shouldn't be complicated to cook, and I like to keep the ingredient list short. If there's, what, there's two, three recipes that are a little longer, that's Victoria's fault. But, um, <laughs> Did you but hear usually that, we try to keep the ingredient list short and that you should not have to run out and buy loads and loads, you know, lots of different things. You should be able to find everything in your pantry or, in your, you know, when you make your grocery order for the week. Okay, wonderful. Leia, thank you so much. It's Erev Shabbos. It's a busy day. It's, you know, we're just trying to get on with everything and Shabbos and Yontif planning. So thank you for coming on. And we're going to have you back again talking about your blog and your websites in a couple of weeks. Talk about right, maybe some Shavuos so recipes. I really, appreciate you. I really appreciate you inviting me. Okay, no problem. Thank, thank you and have a good Shabbos. Okay, this is Naomi Nachman. This is Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. And our show is sponsored by our friends at AHC Appliances. We've had a very busy show thus far today. So uh, we've had uh, David Wallace from Eddie's Travel. We were doing a little Australian catch-up there. And then we had on Leia Shapira. I cannot wait to make some of those recipes. I think the brisket egg rolls I might have to make uh, for Shabbos next week just to practice and try them out. They seem like really amazing uh recipes to try um they're available it's about twenty dollars a book at your local um judaica store so definitely add that to your repertoire i know jamie um susie fishbein has got some uh very nice recipes she has a great kosher pesach cookbook um so uh you know it's orange it's orange in color it's a 
compilation. Am I saying that right? I don't know if I got the accent right there. Um, compilation of, uh, of, of a lot of her work from a cross-section of her books all put into one book. And then I um, noticed that, there's, of course, she's done a lot of extra recipes as well just for Pesach. So we're very, uh, we use a lot of her cookbooks as well, some of her recipes. My favorite one of, of Susie's Pesach one is the cranberry chicken. Um, I absolutely love that recipe. I make it the whole year as well. So we are going to do what's for dinner. It's uh, that time of the show before we're, tr- we're trying to get Sandy on the phone. Um, she is uh, very busy in her store. She runs some incredible programs, um, for which she will explain to us in person when when she gets on. For the Achi Ezer people, like for Achi Ezer, which is an organization in the five towns, um, which helps out people of vic- the, the victims of Sandy, I should say. The, a lot of people lost their homes, and she's trying to help them get new appliances with along with the Achi as their program, and she's going to be talking to us about that. We're also going to talk about freezer space and how we can get a freezer, buy a freezer, <laughs> buy a freezer, um, and uh, how we can even rent a freezer, and also about applying, like, um, you know, the burners and the grates and the knobs that we all burn and ruin trying to, when we cusher our kitchen? So she can actually tell us how to order new parts or new knobs. I actually have a second set of grates that I had ordered from my Pesach oven um, about two, three years ago. So I have a second set just put aside of grates for my Pesach oven downstairs um, that I use. So I don't have to worry about cushioning them or ruining them in the self-clean oven. So um, she's going to talk to us about that. So let's go on to our What's for Dinner segment. Okay, so we've got some really great recipes coming up. Um, I wanted to do a Pesach recipe um, because, you know, it's it's uh, coming up and we've dedicated part of our show, or well, most of our show, to Pesach cookbooks or Pesach hotels. So now let's do a really quick and easy Pesach fish recipe. I did this recipe, uh, developed this recipe about a year ago, um, just practicing for Pesach, coming up with something new and exciting. You know, my kids know my sweet and sour tilapia recipe. I serve that a lot over Pesach. Freeze is amazing. You can find that recipe on my website, theaussiegourmet.com. So now we're going to do a delicious fresh fish. Um, it's called, it's a salmon. It's, it's called a nut crusted salmon with a creamy grain sauce. You'll find that on my blog. Just scroll down till you find it. You take a about a two-pound two pound slab of salmon, okay? So, and then I put that on a cookie sheet, and I use parchment paper. Everybody knows that parchment paper is my best friend in the kitchen. We take an eighth of a cup of, so I put the cookie sheet, parchment paper, then the salmon on top. I've rinsed it. I've patted it dry. In a small bowl, I take an eighth of a cup of red horseradish, an eighth of a cup of low-fat mayonnaise, and I mix it together. And, yes, you can use fat-free mayonnaise or the mayonnaise as well. I mix them together. I smear it um, across the salmon so I have, like, a nice pink sauce. Then very quickly I take a cup of shelled salted pistachios and a half a cup of brown sugar. I quickly put that through the food processor, add a little lemon juice, and it turns into wet, like a wet sand. I pat that mixture on top of my creamy grain sauce, um, I put the fish in the oven and I bake for 25 minutes at 350 degrees. So that's what's for dinner for tonight. That's our uh, segment 
um, and our recipe for today's show. I think we're able to get a hold of Sandy. Is that so? Tavis? Yes, it is. Hi, oh, Naomi. Hi, Sandy. We had a bit of a hard time getting a hold of you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's a little busy now between I, the Yom Tovim. I know, I know. And you are, like, so incredibly busy. We've only got about 15 or so minutes, a little less than 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, to talk about the fantastic things that you are doing. So let's talk about, you know, before we go too much into the Pesach stuff, just quickly about the Achieze. I touched on it with the listeners already. The Achieze voucher program that you are involved with, because I think that's incredible. Oh, let me tell you something. The volunteers at Achieze are really the incredible people. The amount of time and effort that they have put in for, to raising funds and taking care of all the victims of Hurricane Sandy, they have just been absolutely incredible. And we really feel blessed that we have been included in part of this recovery process. But uh, it's, it's been a little bit busy over here, just trying to make sure that we have the merchandise for everybody. Um, you've been in my store. You see how packed we I are. I know. I walked <laughs> in. I walked into the, you know, a few weeks ago just to discuss freezers, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, Sandy, I can't walk in here. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Did you get a shipment of something? And then... Well, Right. Well, what we've been doing is we've been bringing in the merchandise. First of all, we want to make sure that everybody has the goods when they're ready to take delivery. As you know, it's taking so much time for the rebuilding process and so many glitches along the way. So we want to make sure that at least we're those people that when they're ready to take their appliances, You've got it's it. easy. Exactly. We have it. It's easy. And it's one thing, like people come in and they say, oh, we just check it off our list and that's it. And they can move along to the next thing. And we also want to make sure we keep the prices down because prices keep going up. And we right. want to ensure that people are still getting things at the prices that they were months ago when they first started looking or when they first came in on the program. Right, so right. We're, we're trying as, as best as we can. Really? But like I said, really, the, the kudos go out to all the volunteers of Achiezer and all the organizations that are out there. They have just been incredible. Right. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and being involved with this program because Thank I think you. it's really incredible that you and Jay are so dedicated to our wonderful community in the five towns. Thank you. Well, hey, this, this is our neighborhood. This is our right. community. It's, and we, we, have you know, to we take care of it. each other, right? Takes exactly. the village. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk now about on the show, Table mm-hmm. for Two with Naomi Nachman. We'll mm-hmm. just give a little station pause there, station break. Mm-hmm. Ta- this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Sigor Network. And the show is sponsored by AHC Appliances which is, I have on the phone now, Sandy Tao from AHC Appliances, and they are located at 530 Cedarhurst Avenue in the five towns. So let's talk. It's Central Avenue. I'm sorry, Naomi. What did I say? <laughs> 530 Central Avenue. What did I say, 530? Cedarhurst Avenue. S- Central Avenue. Okay. <laughs> 530 Central Avenue. I know that. I've been there a thousand <laughs> times. In Cedarhurst. 530 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Okay, got it. Okay, so... um. Let's talk about my favorite topic that you and I talk about all this season, this whole season. Freezers, freezers, freezers. Oh, yes. That, I that's never have enough. That's how you and I bonded. That that's was how we bond- met. Yes, and you are my star freezer customer. <laughs> so if you need a freezer, tell, call Sandy and say, Naomi Nachman sent me because right. I buy, I have, a, I have a garage full of freezers the whole year. And actually this year I just, uh, three days ago I had Carlos the electrician. If you need to get a hold of him, if you live in the five towns, you can – Email me through my website um, or the Aussie Gourmet at Gmail, and I can give you his number because I put, actually put in a dedicated line for my two mm-hmm. brand new freezers in 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 my garage. Mm-hmm. Very wise. That was very wise. People don't realize you need to have enough amperage, even though it doesn't take up that much. You want to make sure you have that proper amperage because if you don't, you don't want that experience of freezing your goods, especially before Pesach and discovering days later. Uh oh, the freezer's amper- blown. 
Exactly, because you didn't have enough power. So very good. Right, and it wasn't expensive. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you start running extension cords, it drains the power more. And that means you pay more. And so it's, it's a fire hazard. So and it's a fire hazard. Right, yeah. right. So let's talk about upright, frost-free, manual defrost. Well, okay. So my, um, I'm a very big fan of frost-free freezers. Um, I've always wondered why would somebody purchase a manual defrost freezer. I know that I had it years ago, and I just remember the pain and the annoyance of having to defrost it and putting towels on the floor to absorb all the water. And for the life of me, I just couldn't understand why the product was still being made. But what we don't realize by living here in in such a beautiful community of the five towns, such a a rich environment of Yiddishkeit, we have grocery stores all over the place. We have restaurants all over the place that we we don't really have to store up on our food as people outside of the area do. I was just talking to my friend's sister who lives in Maryland, and she said, are you kidding me, Sandy? I have to stock up for months with food. Now, how does that impact a freezer in terms of self-defrosting a manual defrost? They say that the food stays longer in a manual defrosting freezer um, than it does in a frost-free freezer. The only thing that you really have to remember is that when, when you get your freezer, you're going to have an owner's manual. And in your right. owner's manual will be a guide to how long you should keep the food inside the freezer. Yeah, yeah. So People ask me that all the time. Exactly. And, and, this, and this really goes for anything. If you keep your food in for too long and you have it in a manual defrost or a frost-free freezer, you will get that freezer burn taste. And I don't recommend that you keep it. But you will get a little bit of a longer life, shelf life, out of the foods kept in a manual defrost freezer. Again, I'm still not a fan of the mess, but it is something to take into consideration if you do live outside of an area that, that has access to, um, to, to all the supermarkets that we have here or within any of the communities with a lot of supermarkets so that you don't have to freeze things on a long-term basis. I remember my parents in Sydney, Australia, they would stock up and meet, mm-hmm. and then every few months they would have to pull it all out, manually defrost the freezer, mm-hmm. and have the towels going would mm-hmm. be a mess, and then, you know, turn it back on. I, exactly. I, I bought from you the the um, the regular what we yes the twenty one cubic foot. I know your freezers by heart. Twenty one yeah. <laughs> cubic foot frost free freezers. Okay, so, but it's it's huge. How it's like six feet over six feet. It's it's pretty big. It's it's about seventy one inches in height. So the other thing you have to take into consideration when you're purchasing a freezer or renting, which we'll get to, yes, is well, we're, you, we're running out of time. So really, okay, get so to we're going to make it quickly. Dimensions, and that's why a lot of people have no choice, have to go with a manual defrost or a chest freezer because the dimensions are different. Not only dimensions of where it's going into, but the doorways that they have to pass through. So you really must take that into consideration, right. and you might not have a choice, and you might have to get a manual defrost freezer. And I also want to mention, as I just touched on, before renting freezers, we rent refrigerators and freezers for for all the Yom Tovim, but for now, of course, for Pesach. We do still have some left. Most of them are gone. Call ahead, call ahead. Sandy's got one for me. One's got my name on it. One put aside for you. 516-569-1700. You could speak to any of us here, but call. Make sure that you book it sooner rather than later. Right, yeah, don't wait to the last minute. Uh, Definitely, definitely not. Because you won't have space. Now, that, uh-huh. That's um, just talk very quickly about the difference between uh, upright and the you know the other kind that you open. Well, the other right, the other kind is a chest freezer. A chest again, freezer. Sorry, blanked out on the word. My, okay. my bubby used to have one in her garage. It's okay. So a lot of people just like the layout of a chest freezer. Um, really, it's a personal preference. I have nothing against. Them. I have they, both, so they, I'm, they I'm are happy not frost free. So really, listeners, you have to remember that that a lot of people just like that idea. They like that feeling. Like for instance, you go you used to go into an ice cream store or a candy store, and you go in to that chest, there's, there's a certain feeling about that. Right. Um, 
again, it's, it's, it's cute. It might work for you. Again, dimension might work for you, but it's not a frost-free freezer. Um, you know, capacity, some of them come a little bit larger than a, than a stand-up freezer, but my preference are the stand-up freezers. Right. That's, I, that's really my number I one thought, choice. I you know, as we mentioned, I, I bought one from you uh, this year, and I like it. It's got an alarm, and it lets me know when mm-hmm. the freezer yep. door is open, but also lets me know when it's, if I'm open and I'm loading up a bunch of stuff, when the temperature starts dropping, it starts beeping. Correct. You know, Correct. So, so you, I, you know that's yes. putting my very expensive food, the stu- structural integrity of my food at risk. So it's really good that, that it, that's a really it, great feature. It's a wonderful feature, but I just want to mention, because people are concerned about Chavez and Yantif, all you have to do is tape down. There's a toggle on the bottom. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. keep that toggle taped down, it will disable it, so you won't have to worry about opening up your door on Chavez and yeah, Yantif on point. these freezers. Yeah, my, but, mine's but, new. i got to take care of that. <laughs> yes, but I, but I really want to mention to the listeners, because what people do is they keep that toggle depressed all the time. It is a very bad thing to do, because if your freezer does break or if the door is left open and you have that depressed, your alarm is never going to go off. So in between, if you run into an issue and you don't have that indicator on, you will have a problem. So you really have to get used to disabling it for Shabbos and Yuntif and enabling it for during the week. Very right. important. I don't so much go into my extra freezes on Shabbos or Yontif. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, very nice. Right. And while, while we've got a couple of minutes left, mm-hmm. um, before we have to end our show, it's the hour has flown by today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted it quickly, if, when people burn their parts, their knobs, buying extra grates, burners, yes, what do they do? Is, yes, so this is a wonderful time. It's before Pesach. This is the time now to order parts for Pesach. First of all, in terms of your sink, customers that have Frankie sinks, we have all the grates in stock. We ordered in a whole bunch. They're now stainless steel. Get them while they last. We have them here. In terms of parts for your appliances, that's become a very, very big thing. Give us a call. Give us your model number. Even better if you have your serial number, and okay. we can still see if we can get you parts. Um, very often people are koshering. They're, they're putting their grates inside their oven. Not a good idea. Yeah, a I lot just, of, yeah, it ruins the finish. Well, not only that, a lot of these grates are just not designed to go into the oven. You can break your oven. We don't want your oven breaking down two days before Yantif, so be very careful. You're better off just ordering the parts. If there are parts that are still avail- available, they're not terribly expensive. Take the opportunity and do it, but don't wait. If you do it now, you'll have it. Right, if you and you wait, have it forever, we... a yes, second exactly. set. You can have a second it's... set. You put it away, you're going to have it for the lifespan of that oven. And the other thing I want to mention, and this goes back to a lot of the people that were affected by the flood, a lot of people had their extra spare parts in their basement. They might not even realize that their parts are ruined oh or they gosh. might have discarded them. Exactly. You're so right. That Be is a really careful. good point. I'm getting so, whiny. Yes, that is oh, a very good point. Yes. Open up your boxes. If you were able to save the boxes, open them up. Make sure that they're not ruined. Make sure there's no mold on anything. You don't want to use something that has any mold on oh, it. Oh, no. And if they were discarded, get your order in. Make sure that you have those parts. Okay, that is so informative. We've had a really uh, informative session here. Thank you. I I hope that you'll come back on in the next few weeks. And um, even after even even after Pesach, we love to have you come in, even to the studio studio in person. And we got to do. I was talking about uh, you know I'm going to do a recipe for Pesach using a roast with probe Mm -hmm. cooking. So I want I want everyone to hear about these wonderful features. People don't even realize what great features. Um, are available on ovens now and 
and uh, yeast, uh, what's it called? Not yeast, a proofing setting and a probe mm-hmm. setting and a, mm-hmm. you know, convection roast. Like, you know, you can do so many amazing things with ovens. And there used to be only on the high-end ovens, the $10,000 ovens, and now we can get it on an oven. On that is everything. On, you know, pretty much, you know, I, wanna, I don't want to say the cheapest ovens. I don't want to say it like that. But, you know, on the on the less better. expensive. On the less expensive On the less ovens. expensive side. But we have to have you come back here, Naomi, and do another cooking demonstration. <laughs> Everybody is asking for it. That was such a, a wonderful that evening. Was last winter, we did a cooking show in AHC Appliance Store mm-hmm. on 530 mm-hmm. Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. That's so right. Stop by uh, this weekend on Sunday. She's open. Sandy's and Jay, they keep the store open on Sunday because that's when people have a chance to come in. So stop in and order your parts. Check out mm-hmm. the freezers. Buy some freezers. Um, so Rent some freezers. Get them now. Freezers and refrigerators. Okay, right. Fridge space also is tight. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you so much for coming oh, on, Erev Shabbos. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Naomi, I'll be seeing you, you this so week. Much. Take care. All right. Bye. Good job. Bye-bye. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you, Sandy. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. And our show was sponsored by AHC Appliances, 530 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We've had a great hour. We had David Wallace from Eddie's Travel, who's uh, runs fantastic Peso Hotel. So if you haven't made your plans in Israel, he's the guy to call, david at eddiestravels.com. Um, we also have Leah Shapira, cookbook author, chef extraordinaire, telling us about her Pesach cookbook. And, of course, Sandy Tao from AT Appliances. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great Shabbos. And I hope you have a fun week preparing for the upcoming Chagim and your upcoming week. Um, we're going to be having music now all the way from now until Lichbenching. Brought to you, brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Shabbat Shalom and happy cooking.